Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Hey friends, if you are looking for ad-free Sense of Soul episodes, you can find them at Sense of Soul Patreon. Become a monthly member at any level. You will also have access to our monthly SOS Sacred Circles, our mini-series, merch, and much more. And it's a great way to help support our podcast so that we can continue to bring you inspiring episodes twice a week with our enlightened guests from all around the world. Check out our Patreon. Today with us, we have Reverend Gabriel Castillo. He is an initiated curandero, psychedelic guide, shamanic sound healing practitioner, a sound healing instructor, certified facilitator in mindfulness meditation, a law of attraction coach, yoga therapist, a hypnotherapist, a course instructor, and he's an author. He's joining us today to share with us his journey of how he was called to this work and to educate us about plant medicine. Hi, how are you? It's so great <laughs> to meet you, Shanna. Nice to meet you as well. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, absolutely. What is your title? So I'm an uh, initiated curandero, so psychedelic guide. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. Do you fun. mean like? Do you mean like Reverend? Is that what you mean by title, literally? Or, or? But if you like, yeah, I can call you Reverend. Yeah, you can call me Reverend. That's fine. <laughs> I love it. So, where are you at? Yeah, right now I'm in uh, Orlando, Florida, but I travel all over. So we do have um, retreats in Jamaica and Portugal, but do a lot of work out of Oregon as well, since it's very. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in Colorado. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, I went to see you. I love Colorado. You did? Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. oh okay. Well, that explains a lot. No, yeah. just <laughs> right? <laughs> Boulder being known for it being a little, little hippy dippy. You know, it's funny because my parents were in between hippies. You know, I always compare it to you had the clean cut Elvis. Right. And then you had the get longer hair fatter Elvis right uh-huh. <laughs> same with the Beatles right you had the clean cut Beatles and then you had right. the cool Beatles absolutely absolutely yeah my my parents were in the cool Beatle phase yeah that's funny yeah I end up seeing pictures of my parents when they were younger like before I was born yeah and I was like they were like meditating in the mountains and stuff but I never seen anything like that before because they were both mm-hmm. very Catholic mm-hmm. But I actually found something. I'll share it with you. I found something of my dad's after he passed. I found this little note and it Mm -hmm. was like, I was so shocked. I'm like, I cannot believe he wrote this because, but it says a lot of people only think of doing big things in their lives, but it's the little thoughtfulness and kindness and small favors that really bring joy to the lives of people that really give them an uplift of body and soul. Hmm. I was like, what? And on the Whoa. back of the note, go home after Mardi Gras 76 before it's too late, which was the year, <laughs> which was the year I was born. <laughs> That's so funny. But wow. yeah, you know, I don't know about you, but my parents didn't share like that part of them with me. Mm. which I thought was interesting. I do share that with my children, but I think I started off at the beginning of my life and as a parent trying to sell myself to them as 
this really great parent that did all the right things that would bring you to church every Sunday because that made us good people could all just look like we have it together. That'll help. Right. But inside, you know, it's something totally different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I noticed in my family, there was totally a big mask that everyone was wearing. Right. And I gained a real close relationship with my mother through this process of me awakening and my healing. I was able to share with her. So it helped in her healing. And in that process, a lot of stuff came up because I was there for her healing. So I was able to really learn some of the deeper traumas not just with her, but in the family. So yeah, with certain individuals, I'm able to be myself and know that they see me, right? With others, there's just kind of that detachment, if you will, right? Not really, can't really connect at that level because they've never shown themselves. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. that's such a good way to put it. And I think that's beautiful about you and your mom. I did a lot of ancestry. So ancestry is a big part of my journey. I've spent probably good six years on my ancestry going very deep. So that was probably the most healing thing I've ever done in my life. So it's a big part of how I help others now. It's a big deal to me. Absolutely. I also saw that we had something maybe in common that I'd love for you to share if you would. I had read that there was a loss, Mm. someone dear to you at the beginning of this journey. Yeah, absolutely. I had a best friend who committed suicide. Yeah, that was heavy because I was in college, right? I was playing football as well. So I was like full of ego. I was just that type of individual. I wasn't this healing inner looking inwards type. I was always looking outwards. Let's just put it that way. And so that put me in a place where I needed to sit with myself. So I needed to really analyze who I was, what I wanted to become and how I wanted to live. And I wanted that to be authentically. And I knew I had to figure out how to reprogram what this was because it saw through the illusions, right? Started to see through the bondages and the dogmas that I was always associated with. And I was able to turn it into a very deep healing process. Pain into purpose. Mm -hmm. Love that. You know, I lost a good friend too. We had been friends since we were like middle school. And I had a lot of loss. Just wrote about this recently because I was reflecting back on like this older version of me that was trying to fit into that box, right? And one of the questions Mm -hmm. that I, I asked myself back then was how much of what you believe in, have you been told to believe in? And of that, how much you know did you experience to believe for yourself Uh, right and it's freedom when you're able to not have to live up to those things and live by your experiences right that's the whole point right this awakening the, the path of just working with myself has uncovered you know it's taught me not to believe anything it's taught me to experience for myself That was something that really carried through this medicine work. And when you grow a relationship with the medicine, like psilocybin, for example, you can form a relationship with it where it keeps unfolding you deeper and deeper to your 
such a clear self that you are out of the way and you're just receiving the message. And if you're able to listen and hear it, which many are, it's really fascinating, many are. And if you can listen to it, life becomes really magical. It draws you to your purpose. I feel for myself, I was always lost because I couldn't, I didn't know what my purpose was ever. And it's funny that you bring up the ancestral because that's where it came up for me big time. It was through a very, very deep journey that I had uh, with myself and I was sitting and the mushroom just kind of opened up and it started speaking in a way, like my higher voice, intuition, whatever you want to call it. And, And it explained who I was and it said to look into who you are because you come from a lineage of shaman and you you don't know who you are and that's where I started to do my own research you know where did I come from who are my people you know what's my blood and it brought me back to Taino right to roots of shamanism the people that worked with the plants they believed in no middlemen it's such a strong it uncovered the purpose And as soon as I committed to that and I allowed that to be, everything unfolded beautifully. It's not just something that I was able to tap into and just use myself and benefit from. It's like spreading to others. Others are able to hear and experience and then see it in a new way and really, really uncover their superpowers and like just detach from everything that was expected from them. Every, everything that was pulling on them, they're able to start to kind of detach that and not turn away from it and not have any negative feelings about it. It just, it no longer steals energy. And all that is just led to creation mm-hmm. and it's just easy. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, beautiful. And I have very similar, however, my shaman, who I found in my tree. His name was Etienne Pigroche. He was a great um, First Nation in Canada. He was a great shaman. Unfortunately, it was the time when the Jesuits were over there and he's known as the apostate, the shaman who converted to Christianity. That bothered me. And so I wanted to know everything I could about him. Mm. And I know about his journey and how was it that he truly did? Cause he was known as a great sorcerer. He was known as the tent shaker mm. and since have connected with people all over the world who also are his wow. um, lineage. I'm very, wow. with many of them. So Etienne had spread his arms out right wow. from the 1600s out to those that could tell his story. Mm-hmm. So powerful, right? I have goosebumps even telling you that. Mm-hmm. So I too, it's, it's very special, but I think that it's not just for me either. And it's, mm-hmm. I think everyone, you know, mm-hmm. has a shaman, a healer, um, a medicine woman, mm-hmm. right? Everybody has this in their lineage, everyone. When I've, I've done probably a hundred trees, 
And not only do all of us have, you know, healers and amazing ancestors, but we're all connected is what I have found too. It's amazing. Yeah. We're all one. And when you really tap into that deeper truth, you, yeah, you just realize you are everything. When you're everything, you really don't need anything. Oh, I like that you just said that because that's what I was thinking. You don't have to be attached because you already are. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So I've been practicing non-attachment. I would say that I learned this mainly because of Al-Anon, which is the, what should I say, the co-group of Alcohol Anonymous. Okay, so Al-Anon being a place for people who love alcoholics or those who are in an addiction, for them to go and get support because we need support too. You know, it's very difficult and it's nice to know you're not alone. So, you know, I love that they have Al-Anon in these groups. And one of the most powerful things that I learned was to detach with love. It started with that. And then in my journey, I mean, I love Thich Nhat Hanh. He was such a great teacher. God bless his soul. I love the simplicity of his teaching. You know, I really, I was attached to material wealth. I was attached to ideas, you know, all of these things. And so freeing myself from these things, actually, I felt opened me up to having a closer connection inward with my, my soul. However, the outside world sometimes sees that detachment as being cold. How do you deal with that? Have you experienced that? Absolutely. It's funny that you say that because I just spoke to a journeyer who we got off an integration call and that's what she's dealing with. That contrast of healing and being able to go inwards and know intuitively what's good for her. And she's listening. But as she's listening, the outside world is starting to get a little wonky, right? You, you start to become able to detach and that energy, people feel that energy because energy feeds people, right? You start to see where you were losing a lot of your own energy and it wasn't leading to anything that was really going to serve you and that it's love, like you said, but as above, so below. So the love for yourself and to commit to your truth and to live your most authentic life, that is, that's the love that's needed because it may hurt others at first, but it's not like you're cold to anyone. They're just feeling you're not feeding them anymore. It's like energetic vampires in a way, right? But you become aware and it naturally brings them around in time. It's as if the way you are teaches not any words that you'll say to them, right? It's all energy. You are the change that you want to see in the world. It's really that simple. If everyone turned inwards and took care of themselves, there wouldn't be so much stuff and problems because everyone's trying to fix everyone else. But they haven't just looked inwards. It's all a mirror. Whatever you see is a reflection of yourself. I think that's one of the amazing things that happens is, is choice. <laughs> you have a choice when you are 
present and you are aware when you're aware of everyone's energy around you, when you're aware of your own, you get to choose where to put your energy, what energy to receive, how much of you know energy you're going to put into something where before I had no choice. I mean, it was everywhere. It was chaotic. It was chaos. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because <laughs> now you're intentional in your creation. Intentional. It's like you're choosing from, from your soul right? Because sometimes the heart can be attached to the idea that you giving me the energy that that's love, but it, it kind of transcends that idea, if you will, or that dogma, because I believe everything's love, right? Not our ideas of love, literally yeah. this all creation down to its code, whatever it is, it, it's love, not our idea of it. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot, there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. There is a lot there. So I have a friend who I'm going to have on because I want to share her experience. She herself is a a healer in her own, and she has been doing this journey. And I wish I could remember which medicine it is, but I don't believe that it was mushroom, but I can't remember which medicine it is, but it has been very, very helpful. I mean, big breakthroughs, big, I think more than she ever anticipated. And I've been working with her and the things that she's finally breaking through with are the things that, you know, we've been bringing to awareness. Mm. But I do know that when you're getting down to those levels of like theta, there's no rejection. There's no longer that protection that says, you know, don't, don't go there. So if you would explain an experience, something that people might not be able to heal say for years of therapy, but yet you go into this very sacred, safe container where, like I said, you don't need the protection in this space and and you heal. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I would love to answer that question. We're very intimate with our journeys, right? Everything's one-on-one. Okay. Um, Don't like to share space with others. Okay. So we get to go as deep as possible. Okay no interruptions. And with that, we don't require, we integrate, but we don't require you to share everything about your journey because it's magic. And a lot of those messages are meant specifically for you. Okay. And as you build a relationship with the medicine, it tells you what to do, how to integrate it. So we kind of cut that middleman out of the idea of, okay, I, I need, you need a human there to help you integrate, like talk therapy. doesn't need to be, you can do it yourself. Right. So for our journeyers, what we found was they would go very deep alone. They're in it where they're to sit for them, but lo and behold, a month later, you know, they'll call and like, Hey, I'm, I don't take Adderall anymore. I don't take any antidepressants. I don't even need coffee. I feel really good. Sometimes tears. So it's really fulfilling just to know that, wow, if you can listen, it takes you to your purpose. That really fills your heart. Cause that was just for myself and the people are starting to feel it themselves. That's just one, right? There's um, therapists that I work with. A lot of therapists, psychiatrists that really want to understand what this medicine is because it's starting to get into mass awareness. Mm-hmm. A lot of their patients are asking for it. So a lot of them don't come for a healing perspective, right? They just want to experience. Yes. And when they do it, 
they start to realize how much healing is really there. It's a beautiful, beautiful process. And there's a lot there and it's all intention. Really. It it shows you the power of your intention because you are your own healer, right? The medicine is bringing you closer to that. It's uncovering and decalcifying aspects of yourself that allows your power just to shine through. And when you tap into that, that great, I am, and you can consistently stay there. You can live there instead of it being an idea that you fall into and resonate with. If you can get there, you just are. So what you're saying is it doesn't have to be the one-time mushroom experience. You can eventually get to a place where, you know, this is who you are. You're connected with that inner healer within you that you just met in that amazing space. You can be that person. You are that person. You are that. (laughs) Right. Yes. God, I love that. It's so beautiful. So as a guide, Ben, I love how you said you're not, you know, you don't need, I always tell my clients that too in my sessions. I'm, you know, I don't need to know the details unless you want to share, of course. But so what do you do as a psychedelic guide? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as a guide, I really hold the space. So I'm there for the individual. I brew the medicine, right? So I I deliver the medicine protect the space, cater it to the individual, right? I'm not here for them to cater to my experience or what I believe in my dogma, right? Really cater it to what they are, okay? So we'll call in the medicine. We'll do a nice meditation, right? To gently guide the medicine in so it doesn't hit with anxiety or we coax it into the body naturally. So it's more of a relaxing process. And And from there, what uh, I typically do is I have a nice music playlist, right? Depending on the journeyer, who they are, what their intention is. So I really get granular as far as, okay, what are they looking for? And that's how I'll set up the, my music selections, right? And I'll also have um, binaural frequencies, right? So I know what type of healing do they really need? So that's tailored to their intake as well. So we play those during the session and it's all live mixed, Right. So I'm kind of mixing it there with the DJ software so I can see where they're at in their journey. Right? Wow. I can lower it. I can check in on them. If I see they're starting to go very deep, then I might put on a more evocative song, right? Mm-hmm. To really help them through that process. Yeah. So it's very tailored in that regard. And if they ever hit a threshold where they're like, whoa, this is too much, which has happened a lot. Yeah, because we typically do a package where it's a few days. So that first day is a more therapeutic journey, which is what I just explained to you. And then we go in very deep that following day. Since they have opened up, they grounded, they feel what the medicine is. They know what's there. Um, Now they're comfortable and ready. And they're kind of out of their way, right? Mm -hmm. So now they can really experience it. Um, And that's where we go very deep. And sometimes, yeah, it's like 20 minutes into it. They're like, whoa. Um, I'm not, I'm not, is, can this be done? I'm not ready for this. And <laughs> it's just starting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll use um, hape or um, different medicines of that regard, which um, are very grounding, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll use mixtures that are very grounding and that helps for the journey. It settles them. So they're not so much in their mind. Mm-hmm. They're able to get out of that loop and just ground and the okay. journey still goes. So they right. can't get out of it, but they're, they're there. Mm-hmm. Because I would think also there'd be this kind of physical reaction, especially to the vibration 
so they're even if they're ready internally, their body might be like, whoa, 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 wait. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're able to kind of realize that too, right? So if I'm playing frequencies for the root chakra or for the heart chakra, I can see their body movement, right? You can see where they start fidgeting more. So I'm taking kind of mental note of that because I know that's where the blockages are, but I don't do anything to get in the way, right? So I assist, but I let the medicine do the work. The medicine is the mushroom bowl. It yeah. knows it's studying the journeyer as the journeyer is studying it and it does its work from the inside. Now, out. are you partaking as well? Um, it really <laughs> depends. It depends on the journeyer and the intention, right? So if it's more of a shamanic, if it's a, like a deep, deep dive with someone who I've been working with, then yeah, I may um, take a microdose to get into that vibration, drop into it a little more. But typically, no, I don't really... It's gotten to the point where I microdose every once in a while. It moved from something that I had to connect with outside of me to it, it is, it's just inside. You're yeah. always on mushrooms. <laughs> right, right. I'm a fun guy. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I leave evolved into a fun guy. Right. So, you know, <laughs> frequency and vibration have been my recent study and journey. And actually it wasn't something that I seeked. It came through, <laughs> it came through the Gnostic Gospels, which went into the goddess Sophia, which went all the way back to Solomon and the liar and went even further. And I've been doing the, the Rasha, which is a, Rasha actually means dark matter. It's kind of a scalar energy machine mm. that Dr. Jerry Rivera DeGenio, he created and he actually does every other saturday free uh rasha sessions they're only like 30 40 minutes i don't know why everyone in the world isn't doing them because i have definitely upgraded my frequency and vibration and i no longer have to protect myself that's another mm -hmm. strange thing mm -hmm. um it's it just is right and it's just amazing i love that the sound healing is part of this. How did you end up discovering that you needed to have sound part of your sessions? Wow. Yeah. That was during the journey. So that was like early, early on. That was okay. when I was reprogramming my own mind. See, okay. I, I, I started to, I saw the study with Dr. Emoto and just saw yeah. this, the sound on the, the water itself and how it, it formed the crystals. Geometry. And then it was just like common sense. I mean, we're, we were made taught mostly out of water. So it was like, okay, common sense. Then you start to see that your thoughts emit energy, that they are a frequency because mm -hmm. then they were just putting into, and then that, that started to show the power of intention. I was like, whoa, okay. Like I am a creator. I, I create, I'm creating my sicknesses. I can heal myself. I can heal myself with sound. And then I started to fall into these different sounds and binaural frequencies and really getting into that. Then it, it started to show that, whoa, is it the sounds that are healing me? Or is it my mind that I believe that the sounds are healing me? It's my mind. Whatever I allow can be. So it, it was like, it. oh, it, it just a beautiful, beautiful journey. But I couldn't even decalcify and see and tap into an awareness of that without okay that the sound waves without affirmations 
mm-hmm. really starting to do affirmations, but not just others, like recording your own mm-hmm. and listening to yourself. I have to do a lot of that. <laughs> right. And, and that, that was the process. And through that, I knew it would take the journey to another level. Cause I did it with myself. Whenever I tapped into my deepest journeys, it was with just, it was with that. Okay, and that's where so I got my deepest downloads from. This is amazing. Cause I, I mean, what I'm seeing is like, literally you tapped in to your DNA, to your ancestry. You, you opened yourself up to get rid of all of the conditioned thoughts, you busted out of that box. You opened yourself up and you started to remember your soul, your spirit, that source. It's beautiful. And mm-hmm. so, but then what you did with it, you wanted to help others. So how did you get to the point where you went from early on in the journey, experiencing this and, and doing the study and, you know, being willing to shift and transform? How did you get to the point where you're like, I got to share this with other people? That was when the... <laughs> Oh man, I was doing the journey for myself at first. I didn't even think about really working with others, but it it was during the journey of on the mushroom, a very deep, deep journey. It showed itself and it showed me and it showed who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing. That was, that's when I knew that I was doing all the wrong things. I always knew I was meant for something, but I could never do the matrix wasn't for me. Mm. And even though I tried, I would try so hard and I would, I would be able to create cause I mastered my energy. Check this out. I mastered my energy. So I was able to create the perfect scenarios, the perfect job, the perfect opportunities, but I never wanted them and I always listened to my intention enough, my, my intuition, when it said, no, it's time to go, whatever, this isn't for you, what's next? I listened. I didn't stay and get caught in the matrix of, well, I have this and that and that. No, I, I just I cut it. I just listened. And that journey took me to where I am. I, I saw that, whoa, it was never meant to be that. And that's why I always it never worked out for me, but I had to listen. And I was always listening to my intuition, something my mother always taught me to do. So I was able to really nurture that as a little kid. That's all it is. And that's what I teach the journeyers is listen to your intuition because they'll ask me questions and I'll be like, just listen to your intuition, follow your intuition. It's going to tell you when. I think that's my most important thing that I teach my students and that I share is trusting that discernment. I mean, you know, you are the lie detector test. You're the yes or no. You know all of the answers. They're all within you. Gosh, that's so cool. So you work with a team. Is that right? Mm -hmm. I see all the other beautiful people on your finallydetached.com website, Mm -hmm. which as soon as I saw that, yeah, just hit me, the finally detached. Mm -hmm. Sorry. My best friend, Mandy, she has been my co-host for three years. I've known her since I was 15. And she, you know, is not doing this with me anymore. And that's fine, you know. My heart feels a little broken. And I'm trying to find that place of 
not being attached, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the letting go. Mm-hmm. And at first I felt fear. Like, can I do this by myself? I haven't felt this way in years. <laughs> in years, I haven't felt the fear that came on and um, the old condition thoughts, like you can't do this yourself. You're not good enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it came back in, of course, I scolded it and told it to go back in its corner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just been a hard 24 hours. So. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Well, thanks for, for giving me the space too. I felt mm-hmm. safe. Too, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do see everything happens for a reason. I mean, I, we used to always say like, she was my other half. Mm. At a point in my life, we were each other's other half. And um, I'm whole now, you know, and I know that I will do <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's still hard, you know? Mm, right. Yeah. Absolutely. But I'm glad that I actually got this out because yeah, I've been trying to allow myself to just experience. Yesterday, I literally, I cried, I screamed, and I ate a lot of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. <laughs> it was my medicine yesterday. It's <laughs> so funny. Sorry for taking up that <laughs> moment, but it was needed. So what do you do? Like, so you travel around, you don't do this via like Zoom or do you? Mm-mm. no no this is all in person right okay my friend oh. she's in like fort lauderdale okay yeah mm-hmm. very close to fort lauderdale i'm gonna tell her i mean i'm gonna get up here and tell her all about you yeah <laughs> because yeah. i mean seriously she's so excited about this and i'm just like let's share experience so that mm-hmm. way you know people aren't afraid because some people hear right. mushrooms and think oh my gosh, you know, it's terrible. You're going to be doing drugs. <laughs> you don't mind the fact that you're taking some pill that has like 25 letters in the name that no one can say. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, how does this make sense? Uh, right, exactly, right. Mm-hmm. A lot of actually medications are made with natural. Penicillin, yeah, yeah. natural stuff. It's it's there, yeah. it's Dr. Seppi, where he was healing people through their diet just with eating the direct plants, a high alkaline diet. And he went to the Supreme Court against the um, big pharma and he represented himself in New York Supreme Court and he won. He showed that uh, he brought in all his patients who he cured with a bunch of diseases and showed that it's just the plants. And what he does is give the plants in a way where it's natural to the body and how it digests. Yeah. how it breaks down. He said what big pharma does or what they do is it breaks down in a way where it's just, it's chemicals, it's destructive to the body, right? So yeah. you're getting the same medicine, but it's destructive instead of just made for our well, receptors. I mean, I was in a place where, and I do believe that sometimes we have, you know, such imbalances, you know, going on inside of us that we do have the need to be on a medication to help balance us out, but I feel like it should be temporary. I mean, I was on Paxil for seven years, you know, in my twenties. I mean, like I was so oblivious. Wow. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. a zombie. I had right. I'm an emotional person as you just saw, mm-hmm. and I couldn't right. even cry. 
Right. You were numb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what it did to me. And then I got off of everything because my memory started to get so bad that I went into talk therapy, which was such a great choice for me because that's where you have to get to the root of it. And so what I understand with beautiful ceremonies, like what you're offering is that it can help you get there a little quicker. That's, um, you know, one of the journeys who I was mentioning earlier on the phone call, that's exactly what she said after the ceremony was, holy shit. She said, I went to to therapy for 10 years and I received more in these last five hours than those whole 10 years. Yeah. You see the patterns, you see the things that are deeply hiding within you. You start to ask those questions. Right. You start to have those instantaneous questions as information is revealed. And as those questions come up, your, your questions are answered. And that's that dialogue I'm speaking of. And right. man, it, it takes you to exactly where you need to go. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Oh man, that's so amazing. So tell everybody where they can see all of your amazing stuff, where they can listen to you more. Yeah, absolutely. So on our website, which you mentioned, www.finallydetached.com, there's a lot there. There's some um, great products linked to our books, audiobooks, um, courses. We're on YouTube at Finally Detached, and we're also on Facebook at Finally Detached. So, yeah, we can get social there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And yeah. then you talked about how you travel sometimes to some of those other places. Absolutely. Is all that like available to you mm-hmm. know be found on your website as well? Absolutely. Yeah. That's- Cool. Now mm-hmm. the courses, there's also like sound therapy courses. Absolutely. Yeah. So sound cool. wave healing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of education about this mm-hmm. website, mm-hmm. which I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me and for following your purpose and opening mm-hmm. yourself up and also honoring your ancestors. I know they're proud of you. The same. They're very proud of you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. Yeah, know that you are it. You're enough. And what you are is powerful beyond belief. And we have been taught to only see a little bit of that. And once you get started on your journey to choice, once you get started on your journey, and you commit to it, you will discover who you truly are. And that's where you'll really enjoy this realm and you will really leave the legacy that you're meant to leave behind. Yes, thank you. It was so good to meet you. Likewise. Yes. (laughs) All right, you take care. If I'm ever in Florida, I'm gonna come take some shrooms with you. (laughs) absolutely yeah likewise (laughs) cool 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 thank you yes you too thanks for being with us today we hope you will come back next week if you like what you hear don't forget to rate like and subscribe thank you we rise to lift you up thanks for listening